So this morning is a, is a feast Sunday. And for those of you who are visiting this morning who are new, feast Sundays for us are a little bit different. Uh, we try to focus ma- mainly on the, uh, on the Lord's Supper. And uh, I couldn't resist, though, <laughs> just uh, bringing a little bit more with, with us as well. Um, the last few weeks we've entered this series on discipleship going through the Lord's, the Sermon on the Mount. And um, last week we talked some about uh, the, the passage where Jesus says, you've heard it said to the ancients, uh, you shall not commit murder. And then Jesus said, but, but I, I say to you, um, anyone who is even angry with their brother um, is liable to judgment. And so <clears throat> I was thinking about this some, about how, how do we do this? How do we live this faithful life um, following Jesus? And, you know, how, do we be, how are we careful that we don't take the laws that Jesus is talking about, coming from the Old Testament, and the laws <clears throat> that he feels full and, and redefines, how do we take those and, and resist the temptation to make those new, more stringent laws and to avoid legalism as Christians? <clears throat> so I want to take this chance to talk about that and about how it is tempting to take the things that Jesus does. So the, the ancient law was, you shall not commit murder. Well, Jesus intensifies that, saying, don't even be angry with your brother or your sister. And how do we take that and not make it legalist? Um, see, the thing with legalism, it relies a lot on self-discipline. It relies a lot on our ability, our willpower, to avoid the wrong thing. And how do we do that? Um, how do we avoid becoming people who live their lives that way? Now, don't get me wrong, there are certain places and times where willpower is useful and it's helpful and it's good. Uh, maybe there's a time when intense moment of temptation where we're like, man, I'm really tempted to do that, but I just, I, I'm not going to. I refuse to do it because I know where that leads. But I'm thinking too some about how um, we're meant to keep Jesus um, a part of our lives through devotion. And it's not about legalism. See, I was thinking about this this last week, and especially this morning, actually. Jesus is not after better law keepers. He's after transformed hearts. He's not after people who are really good at resisting the desire to sin. He's after people who desire to live righteously, which is a very different thing. Resisting the desire to do the wrong thing is very different than the desire to do the right thing. And Jesus is after a transformed heart. He's not after iron willpower. He's after a new heart. So we'll follow Jesus' commands best by following close to Jesus. And I was thinking some about this. Uh, Jesus famously said this in a few chapters later in Matthew chapter 17. When he's speaking to his disciples and he says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, or upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, and for those of you who maybe haven't heard this before, yoke was often a, refer- a reference to the Old Testament law, to the Torah. It was like a yoke that you wore. And Jesus says, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And so if I take those words and hold them together with a Sermon on the Mount, it begins to shed new light on what Jesus is teaching there. I was thinking about it, how uh, Eugene Peterson, who actually just recently passed away, a pastor, uh, he wrote this in the message, a translation of the Bible or a, a paraphrase. He says, 
Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And I was thinking how Jesus' point is that we are meant to live, we're meant to live our lives with Jesus at the center. And I was thinking about how um, to use this church building as a, ment- as a metaphor and how if you think about these walls sort of like laws or, or barriers, laws that hold us in. Now, we can look at the walls of this church as a barrier, as something that keeps us from going out there. Because you can look outside today and it looks, actually it works out, the metaphor works even better when it's sunny out. And you look out there and you think, man, that looks good out there. And you might even think, you know, Jesus said not to go out there, but I'm just going to open the door a bit, just to see. The thing is, we're not supposed to live our lives right at the boundary. Jesus says, you know, the law says, do not commit murder. And most of us aren't having trouble resisting the desire to murder. Most of us, I think, are doing okay with that. But when he says, don't even get angry, some of us, we're living right, right up against the wall. You know, I may have not gotten angry. I mean, I was just a little bit upset, a little frustrated. Hopefully nobody opens this door from the other side. <laughs> or even the one today, uh, actually not today, but the one I was uh, reading this week where he says, you've heard it said, do not, do not commit adultery. You know, I think that is a, a bit of a different challenge. Um, but he says, do not even look at another person with lust in your eyes. And I started thinking about how tempting it is to start looking out the window, right? So there's this good boundary that God has given us. And we start thinking, you know, man, it sure looks beautiful out there. Man, it sure looks good. And I'm thinking about this, about how we're not supposed to live up against the boundaries. We're not supposed to live like this. Well, I'm not breaking the law. I'm not, I'm not actually doing what Jesus said not to do. But this isn't actually a heart change. This is still a desire to go outside, just willpower not to because Jesus said we shouldn't. And I started thinking about that, about how, how do we live as Christians? Are we as Christians meant to live with just a ton of willpower, resisting the temptation to go outside? Are we actually meant to live with our attention focused at the center. See, that's the thing. You can avoid going outside by resisting the temptation to go out there. Or you can live at the center where Jesus is. And the desire to go outside completely changes. I think that's what Jesus is after. As we enter this season of Lent, this season of discipleship, Jesus is not... I think he's looking for more than just people with iron willpower. I think he's looking for people with a transformed heart. That we stay at the center around him rather than just resisting the temptation, living against the wall, resisting the temptation to go outside. 
to go outside the good bounds that God has given us. And so that's part of what we are talking about these next few weeks. Part of what I wanted to talk about this morning too is that what are some of those things that we can do to stay close to Jesus? You know, in the next, the next few weeks we're going to keep going through the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, where Jesus says, you have heard it said, don't do this, but I say to you. And then we're going to take a break, and, well not a break, we're going to shift gears and get into Easter. Then after Easter we're going to be focusing on the devotions, when Jesus talks about things that draw us closer to him, things like prayer and fasting and generosity. There's things that we can do already that bring us closer to Jesus. That's different than trying not to break the laws. It's actually trying to stay close to him. Things like praying. Things like reading the word of God. Things like sitting quietly on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, reflecting on what God has been doing in our lives. The times, remembering the times when he's shown up when we needed help. Reflecting in scripture of what God has done. Those are things that we can do on our own quietly, and those are rich times for us. But there's also things that we can do together, which are just as important. Gathering together in the middle of the week for a small group to study and to pray together. Gathering on Sunday mornings like this, making this a practice. Not a legalist thing like, well, I, I showed up at church because I know I'm supposed to, but actually a practice to move closer to Jesus. I come here on Sunday so that I can praise God and move a little bit closer to him and hopefully hear him speak through his word. Do you hear the difference in that? The difference between legalism and pursuing Jesus, moving closer to him? There are these things that we can do, these practices that we can take on that bring us closer to Christ, closer to Jesus, and that changes our lives. So no longer is it a, a matter of willpower trying not to do the right, or sorry, trying not to do the wrong thing, but we have a transformed heart that wells up in us a desire to do a good thing, to be close to him. I was thinking about it, you know, this season, we're getting ready to go into the season of Lent. Um, it's in, throughout history, it's kind of gotten a bad, well, I shouldn't say a bad, but I say a misleading reputation as just a time when you're supposed to uh, make yourself miserable, sacrifice a bunch of stuff, abstain from a bunch of things. Like common things that people do is they give up something for Lent, you know, people give up things like I'm giving up coffee or I'm giving up chocolate, you know, like the really hard stuff. <laughs> but originally, Lent was meant to be a season of discipleship. In the early church, the season of Lent was leading up to Easter. And it was often a time when people who were seeking to be baptized would enter into an intense season of learning and practice, spiritual practices, to grow as disciples. I want us to recover that early sense of Lent. That this, if it helps you to sacrifice something, if it helps you to fast from something, maybe to fast from busyness, which would be a great one for me, or to overcommitting, if that helps you to fast, then fast. But if, if it's not fasting, maybe it's devotion, actually taking something on for Lent rather than giving something up. If you don't have a daily practice of devotion, maybe that would be a great place to start this season of Lent, to begin practicing that. Because the point is for us to move closer to Jesus. And so I've mentioned a few things that we can do together. I mentioned a few things that we can do uh, apart. But one of the things that I want to talk about this morning specifically that we do together is gather around the Lord's table. Gather around communion. Now, 
I believe that God is doing something beyond what we see here. We see these trays of, of bread and these trays of, of little thimbles of juice. But I believe that something more is happening here. And I believe that when we gather together as the church around this meal, not only does Jesus hold us closer together as a church family, but he's also present here with us now as we share this meal. So I wanted to remind us that this morning as we head into a season of discipleship, that discipleship, the end goal, is not stronger willpower. It's a better relationship with Jesus. That as we continue to go through the Sermon on the Mount, our goal is not that we become better law keepers, but that we have transformed hearts. We become new people with a new heart. And so as we gather around this table, 